where we treat you like family. That is my music from my first album, The Jail Experience. <laughs> Detroit Love, a great album. All digital outlets, go check it out. I own the rights to it. <laughs> it's all you, Jeffrey. It's all you. It's all me. <laughs> we got another great guest for you for the season seven season premiere. We have the musician, live streaming, production specialist, owner, CEO of the Pirate Syndicate podcast, Russ Johns. Welcome to the show, sir. Uh, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to be here, and thank you for the invitation. I, uh, I'm humbled by the first episode of season one, and congratulations on the oh, last the, all the work that you've done. Appreciate it. Yeah, season seven, I never thought I'd get this far. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. That's uh, that's that's some effort, man. That's some effort. Yeah, I'm glad to be proud of that. I actually am. I mean, I'm really out here working hard. <laughs> well, as somebody that's produced a lot of shows and and uh, you know put a few out there myself, I understand and appreciate the effort that it takes in order to accomplish that goal. So, you know, wow. anybody out there that is thinking about it, man, is considering <laughs> podcasting, you know. Tell We're them. here. Ask your questions. Jump on the jump on the uh, comments and and ask your questions because we got a, a couple of people that have done a few things here. Hey, shout out to Russ Hedge. He just jumped in. Awesome, hello. Russ Hedge. I was just on his show the other day. Awesome individual, sure. great friend. Uh, love love the man. And uh, you know he's doing production now. Uh, it's really interesting because one of the things that I really am looking forward to in the next. Uh, the next half of the year is actually recruiting more people to assist and support the pirate syndicate and teaching others how to produce shows, how to get things out there and increase and improve their skill set. Cause I think it's absolutely important that we help more people help more people, Jeffrey. Oh, you're so, right. I, I've, I helped a few out here and they doing, they doing good doing that show. I can't remember so, if I was the first show that, Dr. Nupi Aurora did the glitter practitioner. Awesome. Oh, yeah. She's been yeah, doing she her thing. It's awesome. Fantastic. So, what prompted you to start your show originally? I started it back in summer 2020 because, you know, everybody had it, couldn't go nowhere, sit in the house, watch all the political sports shows. Like, I can talk, I can do it. Yeah. So I started doing it just my iPhone and I put it on YouTube or Facebook, whatever. Really want to use my LinkedIn after I had to do it for a class. And I started looking for a job for a while, so I stopped doing it. And my boy mom has a gospel show. And I saw her post it, and I saw Anchor at the bottom. I'm like, Anchor? What's that? Hmm. Anchor. There's research. I'm like, audio? Hey, look at nobody. Oh, snap. I can do this. Let's get back on the grind. And my goal was if I got to episode 22, January 22, I was popping some bottles, like you doing something. I did yeah. not expect to start interviewing people. Chris Matone, the first person interviewed, the author from Metro Detroit. He's gonna be back on the show next Friday. And second person was Major Shepherd L, another author. And they got me to write a book. Like, well, you got a book, can you? You should write it. Like, okay. I'm already doing music. And the more they're telling me about someone they know that should be on the show. And then I came across Tisha Hammond the small business cheerleader. And mm -hmm. she kind of really just blew it up with a lot of amazing entrepreneurs and people. She even commented that doing stuff. And she gave me a lot of names. And 
Before I looked up, near the end of last year, I think I was doing about three shows a day. So I'm working on Sunday. I knew I didn't <laughs> take a break. <laughs> and I was grinding hard. Sometimes with me over scheduling by accident. And when I got up to was around March almost, and I realized, oh my God, you done a hundred episodes. Wow. Yeah. We're on season six. Like, what the world? Okay. Well. How'd that happen? <laughs> yeah, I didn't I had to go back and I saw like from November to December, I was like grinding, grinding, like, oh yeah, you yeah, it ain't hard to do 22 if you do like five a week. Yeah. That's the season. Like, oh, okay. So I've been mandated to get a thousand by Mary Wells. To encourage me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a thousand episodes. Well, I guess one thousand. Like, okay, well, I, I work on that for you. Yeah, that's 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 a number. That's a good number to reach for. I, I just really think it's really important that we, you know, uh, love that. We're, what we're doing, you know, and I think that it's really great. There's Chester from Texas. Yep. I uh, I spent uh, quite a few years in Texas down in Houston way. So uh, I know there's a few people down there that uh, I know from the podcasting days too. So, and you know, Russ Hedges actually, uh, he's got, uh, uh, yes, Russ Reels live. Uh, that's another great show. And, and it seems like it seems like it's evolving. Has it has it felt like for you that it's evolving to, uh, you know, live streaming when first, live streaming first came out on LinkedIn, it was really, you know, everything blew up. But now it's kind of a it's kind of built into a pace where a lot more people are building it and they're growing it and they're building a community, developing relationships, and it's really yeah. about how you can make those connections with individuals. Because I was doing Anchor, and, you know, I was chilling. Like, okay, cranking them out. And then people ask, like, well, how can we people I know watch it or connect with it? I'm like, well, I don't know about nothing that's out here. And then came across StreamYard. Like, yeah, let me do my research, see what that is. Like, okay, put on platforms. All right, well, now you got the option to do either this one or that one. And... I always will push people to do live stream because the goal is I need that one question I ask at the end of every show. What advice do you have for someone to find their purpose? But the show is going to be about marketing, promoting this amazing individual and what they've done in their career and highlight it. And people like that idea that when I tell it to them and they come on the show and I hear amazing stories, it's always a treat to hear someone's story to me. I'm like, wow. (laughs) Nothing. <laughs> you know. Well, it has to. It can't help but change your perspective, right? Oh, absolutely. I didn't. Some shows I did not expect people get that confessional. I mean, granted, my daddy was a pastor, so maybe that's where that come from. Like the show will be here, and then it might get real deep for men. Like, wow, they had to clean off the closet on that one. Yeah. Well, okay. Hey, no problem. Someone might need to hear that. It's been very humbling. Absolutely. Every every now and then something comes across and they really, you know, think something will land on us and we'll really need to appreciate what it's what is being said. And this kind of an opportunity gives us a new perspective because we're we're not limited to the neighborhood. We're not limited to the you know next door or down the street. No. <laughs> we're we're wide open around the world and there's people all over the world that 
that have been, had different experiences. And it's really important for us to really understand that we're just, we're all connected. We're all have, you know, if you talk to somebody long enough, there's a common thread that we can find out, you know, you and I are both musicians, you know, our passion and our love is music. My first love is, was always music. And, uh, you know, I had, I, I took a turn and uh, fell three stories and, and, uh, shattered my arm as a Ooh. drummer. That was kind of a, a change in my direction. And oh, so, yeah. The reality is, is you have to pick yourself up and decide what am I going to do with it now that I have to think about some other things in life. And the reality also is that, you know, we have a choice. We can get up with gratitude or, or uh, stay in bed, <laughs> sleeping and dreaming. <laughs> so, yeah, so, I mean, I listen to David Goggins a lot on YouTube and that dude's very powerful about get out. Oh, here. yeah. Stop, stop procrastinating. Yeah. Get up and do it. Just mm -hmm. get up and, just get up and take care of it. I mean, he say different words when I ain't saying that. Yeah, he, he does. He does. <laughs> if you want to learn he more, you can, go, you can go hear about David. Yeah. He's not lying. Like you gotta get up and get it. You know? No. You can't you can't sit there and think about it. You gotta get up and do it. And that's with podcasts, you just gotta try. I mean, yeah. You can eventually start getting all the better high-tech equipment and be awesome, but yeah. at least try. Yeah. Putting yourself team. out there is, is, I think, 90% of it. You know, failure is an event. Failure is, you know, if, if you don't try, you still gain the experience. And, and the way I look at live streaming and content creation and marketing in general is that mm -hmm. it's an experiment. You know, let's figure out, okay, who are we trying to reach out to? What resonates with that audience? What is it that is really important for us to to share in a message, and then adjust and tweak all that those pieces that are going out there? Mm -hmm. And you know, you may have a sense of what it should be, but until it actually resonates and you can get you know contacts into contracts and you get that conversion piece moving. It's mm -hmm. it's all it's all an experiment. Yeah, my first episode, I was terrified. <laughs> <laughs> Kobe, Kobe Bryant, my favorite player, so I'm like Mamba mentality, man. You got to do it. Yeah, <laughs> don't let them see you sweat. <laughs> so did you uh, did you consider quitting after the first one and thinking, well, or no. did it feel? Did it get you past the fear factor and and know yeah, that it you okay? It, it didn't kill me. I'm better yeah. now. I can do this. Yeah, like, okay, it ain't that bad. Like, okay, learn more about the comments and all that. Like, okay. I've, wow. I'm going to tweet this weekend my video because I want something more sweet for the beginning uh, and the end. Yeah. You know? So I see other people's stuff got like, oh, they got background. Okay. So you start learning more. Like, okay. Yeah. I need to tweet that, tweet that, figure Just it out. Just keep evolving. Keep on evolving. I think a lot of it also, uh, Jeffrey, maybe you can speak to this a little bit more is the curiosity. You know, you've had hundreds of, you know, hundreds of conversations, maybe not all shows, but out of hundreds of conversations, you probably learned something from someone along the way. And oh, yeah. it's because you're curious about what's going on in their world and you're interested in hearing the answer. The biggest thing from all the guests I've had so far, I've learned, they will come in. Well, I need to be very serious here. Like, no, I ain't Brian Gumble or Dan Rather. This ain't that show. This is a 
chill conversation about yourself. Yeah. And there's not going to be no, well, who were you with last night? Ain't going to be none of that. It's all about <laughs> what you've done to celebrate you. And after a while, people being on the show, and they could tell, okay, there's not going to be no, oh, I done scarred the internet. I found, ain't going to be none of that. Yeah. Oh, I can be chilling like, and then it really takes it elsewhere where I might learn something new and the audience might learn something new about it. Because with my tagline, now it's more of a mission that if you didn't feel like family after the episode, I needed to do something better. Because I want you to be comfortable to share your story so someone can learn something to help find their purpose. Yeah. So I need you all the way chill to talk about you, about what was your thought process, you call on your faith or whatever to get you to where you are because someone might be right where you were and they might need to hear what you got to say at that absolutely. time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and it's funny how things land on us. You know, we can hear something for, you know, a dozen, two dozen, a hundred times, whatever. Mm-hmm. And until we're ready to understand what it truly means to us, until it makes a makes a, a dent in our life. Sometimes it's a challenge to pay attention to that. But I think if we continue to have the conversation, just like you're continuing to have the conversation, ask the great questions, be curious. That's really where that nugget of knowledge comes out. You know, that piece of information that you can actually share and, and treasure. And uh, I was on a call earlier and, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, there's a gentleman that from uh, uh, from Australia that he was uh, Olympic athlete and okay. before the trials he fractured his back broke you know he broke his back and was nearly paralyzed and you know that's a huge opportunity to feel sorry for yourself and get down in the dumps you know no, being known for something that momentous. And then having to change your entire outlook on life and, you know, how we receive that and how we do something with it makes a huge difference in our character. It makes a difference in the rest of our life, you know, and I, and I choose to be inspired rather than depressed. So. Absolutely. You're going to get, you're going to get a job test and get punched in the gut hard and you don't fall to one knee. But when you get back up, that's what you do from that point. Yeah. Really I'm sure scary. you've had experiences where you weren't very comfortable with them. <laughs> you oh. know, you can't live life without having some some of those experiences. I, I had to refigure out a lot after I got separated last year. Was I really had to find my purpose after that. So I really never knew. You know, I do music. I can write. I ain't thinking about writing books or nothing. Mm-hmm. I had to start the podcast and. What God got for you is for you. <laughs> and it just started guiding me to this path. Like, okay. Yeah. And I, I don't think it. you're done yet. Nah, I'm going to have a building. <laughs> I will have my own broadcast building where multiple people doing different types of shows, podcasting, sponsors. So I got to get my, my nonprofit so I can help people. So I, I, need, I need all the capital so I can get that cranked. Yeah. Well, whatever you got to do to get it going. First step in the journey, right? Mm-hmm. One step at a time. Now, what led you to your path? 
Where, how far back do you want me to go? Which path are you talking about? <laughs> well, uh, you say you first love music, so let's go from music to the live streaming special that you are. Okay, all right, all right. So I started playing drums when I was 11 years old. Mm-hmm. And I uh, started playing professionally when I was 16. I started playing bars and clubs and bands and actually making money at it. And uh, I you know, played some fairly large venues and, uh, you know, I was never a recording star or anything like that, but it's just okay. a, you know, like a, a cover bands and things like that house bands. And, and I played country and I played rock and roll and, you know, I toured around the Northwest and Canada and we had a, you know, a bus and six guys in a bus traveling around the country, going okay. to college town to college town. And it was a, it was a great life. And, uh, I was a ski bum and uh, I used to, you know, I still have the first bike that I rode around the country uh, hanging on my wall here. It was, uh, and, and I was loving life and enjoying life. And then uh, uh, a few changes came along and I moved up to Portland, Oregon. I was in Portland, Oregon, and I was working as a side job. I was working for a company advertising billboards and I ended up falling off a billboard three stories shattering my arm and my elbow and my wrist. And uh, so at that point, you know, it's okay. I wasn't playing music at that particular point. It took two years of rehab and reconstruction and everything else. Then I became the safety director of the company that I was working for because they said, Hey, you got experience in gravity. And so (laughs) you might as well uh, take advantage of this. So I wrote fall protection programs and, uh, came very proficient at that. And I really never thrived in that job because I didn't like the confrontation of having to fire somebody for a violation and, uh, you know, breaking the rules. Mm -hmm. So I came, became a, uh, it director and, uh, I learned, I used to read manuals, you know, they're going back to curiosity. It's like right when, you know, PCs were coming on board. And, uh, so I learned how to, program and upgrade and put install servers and switches and routers and all these kind of stuff and uh did that and worked my way up the corporate ladder i worked for the seattle sonics and uh okay radio television broadcasting and uh and then in 2002 clear channel bought them out uh for a tidy sum of money and i was uh appointed to the corporate orphanage where I had a lot of free time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So uh, then I, uh, I worked my way out. I took, I took a trip. I took, uh, I actually got divorced at at that point in my life and uh, lost my job in about the same week. You know, it's kind of like life changing circumstance. One more. And so I took a sabbatical. I took a year off. I traveled mountain biked around the country and uh, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to figure out what do I do? why do I do it and how do I do it? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, I got into this, uh, I started doing websites and, uh, I started developing, uh, technology and getting into voice communications and things like that. So everything that I did, uh, was in the technology space. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I was, you know, kind of tied to the radio background and audio work and doing, I was doing commercials and, you know, some, some audio work there. 
And in 2013, or actually 2010, I was transported. I worked for another company that transferred me to Texas. Okay. And uh, about six months later, they laid me off again. So second bout with the corporate orphanage. And uh, so it's like, okay, I'm done with this corporate gig. You know, I work, work really hard to get to the top of the ladder. And the next thing you know, uh, I'm back on my own. So I've been doing that ever since. Uh, uh, so I've been on my own since 2010. And I've been doing, you know, web development, email marketing, funnels, you know, landing pages, uh, teaching people technology. I've, uh, I was running a couple of radio stations down there. I was actually live streaming high school varsity sports to AM radio, created okay. a company that I'd hire broadcasters out and, and put them in the stands and they would actually call the games and, and do all the work. And then I would stream it using, uh, street, uh, Spreaker, which is the same platform I use for podcasting. Okay. And, uh, then I taught podcasting at university and podcast uh, movement. I did workshops on that. And uh, I really enjoyed live streaming because I liked the, the effect, the impact that we could actually join, have a live conversation. It's not edited. It's not polished. It's real and raw. And it's mm -hmm. Tim. Tim Sohn is here in the house. Great guy. Fantastic. Great guy. Awesome. Congratulations on the uh, man of the year. Yes. He's doing some great work out there. Uh, Absolutely. And I've just always been drawn to helping more people, just learning technology, sharing what I know, and actually seeing what I can do to help people uh, help more people, you know? And that's why, you know, I believe that kindness is cool and smiles are free. There's really no limitation to what we can do these days. It's it's about how you actually put yourself out there. And I've taken the summer off, Jeffrey. I mean, I haven't really been active as I would typically be on mm -hmm. social media. I got up to a certain point. I thought, you know, I'm going to pause. I'm a caregiver for my mom and my sister here in Arizona. And, uh, you know, I help, help with family, doctor's appointments and things like that. And I work in between. And I, I create a life that I love. And awesome. the reality is, is you have an opportunity to bring some joy to the world, something positive and make it make it matter. And, and that's really what my mission in life is, is do as much as I can for the people that are searching for their voice. They're searching for meaning. They're searching for that gift and that message that they need to share in order to to make an impact on the world. I didn't actually say that. And what's love to you too, Tim? Great guy. Yeah. Um, you on I read through your bio, you seem like you have a mission statement. Be seen, be heard, build authority. Yep. Everyone has a gift, mission, and value. How'd you come up with that? Well, it, it goes back to uh, you know, in the early days of radio. It was you had to have a producer, you had to have uh, you know an engineer, you had to have a radio station, you had to have a license, you had to have mm -hmm. the FCC license, and uh, that's where the pirate broadcast motif came from. Is okay if you didn't have these things and you were broadcasting just like we are today, yeah, you were considered a pirate broadcaster. Okay, and so so 
and not a lot of people know about that. And it's, it's okay because it's, it's like being a pirate is more about working outside the box, you know, thinking mm-hmm. from a different mindset, thinking about that. So now that we can pick up our phone and start on anchor for free, you know, you can actually broadcast on Facebook, Twitter, live, you know, live stream for free and you can do it over your phone. So, you know, that's what it means to be seen, to be heard and be building authority and, you know, be talked about. And just like you, you're in episode seven or series seven. And this is, you know, from the, from the, um, your season seven, episode one. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a huge accomplishment. And a lot of people don't realize how much they can actually accomplish by, you know, everybody has a gift. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a mission. Everybody has something that they can share. You know something that I don't know. And if you share it, I might become aware of it. And if, I, if I'm interested in it, I might want to learn more about that. Okay. So by sharing your gifts, we can all become closer and relatable, which builds relationships. Then, then we can leverage and we can actually learn more about what each other is interested in. And just because we may not get along on every subject or agree, you know, what is the right way to do something, it doesn't mean we can't learn from each other. That's true. You cannot, you cannot teach without learning. So, so that whole idea of, you know, share your message, be seen, be heard and be talked about, uh, share your gifts and your message and your, and, and is really, it's very, um, straightforward and, um, I've 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 been the antidote for the chaos and the confusion about <laughs> the, over, the overwhelm of what it takes to get there. So now, now you have another, I guess that's a mantra. Show uh-huh. up, go live, build authority. Yeah. Just like what you're doing. Show up, go live, and building authority is the result of being there, showing up. You know, there's now, people in the room right now. You know, you got David, you got Russ, you got Chester, you got Tim. You got people here that are aware of you. And every chance you get, you have something that you're building up on. You bring a new guest on, you bring different talent, you start different conversations. That helps build authority. And so when somebody says, well, do you know Jeffrey? He's CEO, you know, he's, he's doing these live streams. Have you heard of him? And pretty soon everybody's going to say, yeah, I do. And then he owns a broadcasting company. You know, he's, he's going out there doing these great things. I claim that. Helping, helping more people help more people. Mm-hmm. I claim it's, that it's all connected. It's all connected, Jeffrey. I agree with you on that one. Yeah. I mean, my goal is when I do get to my billion, uh-huh. I don't want to be at the table by myself. I want a long, infinite table where a lot of us <laughs> eating good, taking care of our family. It's much easier when you have uh, friends along the journey, right? Yeah, because I mean, they ain't going to try to rob you because they're like, dang, you got all the food and I'm starving. Like, you ain't help your mans? What kind of friend are you? No. Are you no. Sure? And here's the, here's the reality. Is anyone that, uh, anyone that feels they can't give something away because, um, you know, somebody's going to take it and do something with it. I just don't feel that that's the right way of looking at life. There's so much abundance. There's so much 
opportunity out there that you and I and Tim and Russ, we could all work together in order to accomplish bigger goals in order. To, hey, Tim, thank you so much. Cannot teach without learning. Mic drop from the great Russ Johns. <laughs> I love you, Tim. Love you. And, and, and as long as we're helping each other grow and expand our, our ability and our, and our opportunities, there's no limit to what the opportunities and the abundance could bring to the table. Absolutely. Shout out to Patricia said that's true. Yep. Hope to have her as a guest. True state, true story. Yeah. It's all about community. Mm -hmm. And and Tim is like, he is a master at building relationships and starting conversations and being in a place that allows us to actually appreciate the, the vision and the wisdom that he's bringing. And it's really important for people to understand that we can learn from anyone and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, bring the people in that are positive influences, bring the people that are doing great work that are showing up, going live, sharing the wisdom. And you can, you can learn so much from the, the process. It's, it's and a simple it's process. Interesting you speak on that because the few people I've helped start a podcast, somebody might look like, well, why are you helping them? Like, why what not? they're going to do is going to be different from what I do. The way I do it is my own unique way of doing this show. So why would I not want to help someone else do it? Ain't no telling where they're going to go with theirs. If I, I can, can help, help someone, if I can help someone start a podcast just like that, it doesn't take anything away from me. Mm -hmm. You know, there's going to be different people that are, you know, looking to appreciate what other people are doing. It's like, Absolutely. hey, help, help. You know, be the wind in the wings, you know, lift it up, help people. And it, there's no downside at all. And I think people, uh, when the scarcity mindset comes into play, that's mm -hmm. what happens is, is it's like, okay, if I, if I give it away, nobody's going to, it's not going to be valuable, you know? And it's like Tim says, showing up, mm -hmm. hashtag showing up. And there's no reason why we can't help others around us because together we're stronger. And it's just, it's a matter of, um, you know, learning out. Yeah. Shout out to Bette Midler. Yeah. That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> you got to love it. You got to love it. And it's a cool aspect to have the people engaging. I see why they was asking for that, which, I stepped out to learn this so I can do it because yeah, I could just kept doing audio like, but you're missing out because what God got for you, it ain't going to be just like in a little ball. It's going to be infinite. No. You do it right. You know, I'm launching a membership site in the Pirate Syndicate I, and I've been work, tooling with this for a long time, Jeffrey, but mm -hmm. uh, the reality is, is that if I could do workshops every week and I could inv invite other people into these workshops and, and interview them and share that knowledge and that, that, uh, you know, their techniques or, you know, something about technology or another mm -hmm. way to start a conversation. I mean, and bring people together that want to learn. Then it's a simple equation. It's a very simple equation. We come in, we learn together, we share experiences, mm -hmm. we build a community around it. And then all of a sudden, if somebody needs some help, you have somebody there that can actually offer advice and assistance and support your goals. And that's really, 
you know, that's, that's the accumulation of my years of teaching and experience. It's like, I just need to put this in a, in a way that, you know, I can actually share this value and, and other people can benefit from it. And so that's yeah. coming up. And that's building legacy. Because even yeah. if people I helped, my sister started hers. Melissa Johnson, she started hers again. Yeah. The people that, wherever it, it takes them, oh, I started with Jeff. Like, oh, okay. You will be in the name mentioned as Tisha Hamm was saying rooms you don't know about. Yeah. So be a blessing. You'll be blessed. That goes back to be seen, be heard, and build authority. <laughs> now, what is the Pirate Syndicate podcast? Well, the podcast itself was uh, branded under the Pirate Broadcast. Okay. So the Pirate Syndicate, piratesyndicate.com is, uh, is the brand that actually produces shows for other people and actually uh, actually helps. I mean, I have courses there now, and you okay. can actually – uh, I'm going to be launching a mini course, a six-day mini course here in the next week. Okay. That you can actually, it'll teach you, you know, what you need to think about, some of the things you need to consider before you go launching, and it'll pass it along. Uh, <clears throat> and then and then the Pirate Syndicate is going to be the membership site for that. And then the people that want to uh, go on to be producers, then I'll do coaching for the producers and teach them the pirate process because I got a specific process that I produce shows with. Okay. You know, notifications, the follow-up, the inv- invitations, the booking process, you know, getting guests on, all that, all that stuff that I've spent years working on. And so that the pirate syndicate is kind of the the uh, hub for all that information. So there's gonna people uh the membership will include people that want to just start their own show and they want to learn more about content creation and, you know, starting conversations or it's going to be uh, the other side is going to be teaching people on how to produce shows. And eventually I'm going to be creating certifications. So if you're a certified producer, it's going to mean something. It's going to have some credentials around that and build, build that authority. So, cause I'm marketing to marketing agencies that don't have the resources that, you know, they're not quite there with their own team and they just need shows produced. Okay. So it's awesome. Yeah, Patricia, if I can help somebody as I pass along, then my living will not be in vain. That's very true. Absolutely, Patricia. I love that. She got another one. Each one needs one. And until we realize that we won't succeed. Absolutely. Yep. Amen to that. Man, uh, all of these people you've had conversations on your show, Russ. Which one stands out the most to you? Um, wow, Tim. Uh, there's so many that stand out to me uh, on the pirate broadcast, and uh, all for different reasons. Um, you know, I've cried on the show, I've laughed on the show, I've uh been upset on the show. Awesome. I've had technical issues. And, been there. Then it lands themselves. And the 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 shows that stand out to me are the ones that I still have friends from because of the show. The the friendships that I have as a as a direct result 
of being on the show in interviewing somebody and then having long-term conversations and ongoing relationships. Russ Hedge is a perfect example of that. You know, we connected long time ago. He, you know, sent me a text message and, um, you know, said, Hey, Russ, would you mind answering a few questions? This was before he's live streaming. I said, yeah, sure. Let's jump on a call. And it's the ideas that I think are more uh, meaningful to me than a single individual. I think it's it's the idea that we can actually make these connections, build these relationships, have this uh, love of life and in uh, the reality of of being important. You know, your show, being on your show, the twenty four hour marathon of of doing that times that I've had on with Gabe Leal and, uh, you know, going on a four hour marathon, you know, these are all epic adventures that we've had in our experience. Mm -hmm. And I will never, I will never get over the fact that there are amazing people out there doing incredible things with their life and sharing their gifts with others. You know, Tim, Tim is such a giver, uh, you yeah. know, and it's really, it's really about how we can show up. Uh, Daniel Hall, incredible, incredible inv individual. And he's doing so much with uh, uh, his software solution. Uh, and uh, um, yeah, get him on the show. And the reality is, is all of these people play, you know, from billionaires to yoga instructors. It's all, I've had so many amazing people on the show. It's really hard to, it down to a, a unique individual, but the experience that we all share as a result of putting information out there is key. Tim, yeah. say shout out to Russ and Leah Hedge. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. Uh, what has been the challenges and impact so far? In your journey? The challenges? Mm -hmm. Well, um, <laughs> I'll tell you my most challenging experience. Okay. Um, and some of you may remember this. So I had committed to doing five days a week. I did 500 days a week for over 500 episodes, nonstop. Day wow. Day. Uh, 500, five days a week, nonstop. Wow. 500 episodes. Okay. Wow. So in 2020, my dad passed away. Sorry to hear. And so before his, his service, I did a show. And then after his service, I was on a Friday. And after his service, my son and I, um, we went to do a photo shoot. We were out in the mm -hmm. hills. And he had his uh, four-wheel drive. And we were out. Uh, <laughs> Four wheeling around the countryside, you know, nice. and uh, we had the drone out. We were doing some photos and I was taking, he wanted me to take some shots of his, his four wheeler coming down a hill. And I got out of the car and I started walking down this hill and it was much steeper than I anticipated. I got mm -hmm. to the bottom and I was running so fast. I landed Ooh. on uh, what was a very hard surface and uh, it was very painful. And, uh, I ended up breaking my hip. Ooh. And so it's Friday night. 
about seven o'clock. And so I said, well, we better probably go get an x-rayed. And having been a firefighter and an EMT, I, I already knew that my hip was broken. And so <laughs> we drive down to the hospital. <laughs> I get out. They take an x-ray. Of course, it's broken. And uh, it's like my you know, my, my leg's not moving with my body. <laughs> oh, Something's not wow. connected. So we're 20 it. miles up into the wilderness, mm. you know, four-wheeling. All of a sudden, I got to take a ride to the hospital. And it, it's an hour back or so. I don't know how long it took, but it was Ooh. not a comfortable ride. Oh, no. And so here I am with a broken hip riding back to the hospital civilization. And it's a Friday night. Saturday, I'm supposed to be at, uh, you know, kind of a celebration of life uh, episode, mm -hmm. you know, a small family thing that because okay. of COVID. But uh, all of a sudden, I'm in the hospital getting surgery for, uh, you know, mm. getting uh, getting bolted together with this hip. Ooh. So then afterward, so Saturday night, uh, I think it was, no, it was Sunday morning they released me. Mm -hmm. got out Sunday morning. So we're driving back. I got to drive from Utah back to Arizona. So my son says, get in, we'll go. So we drove from Utah to Arizona. And then, so I was almost back Monday morning, but I wasn't back Monday morning, but I was on doing the show 7 AM Arizona time wow. <laughs> doing a show <laughs> on, on the phone, mobile, uh, broadcasting, and so I didn't skip a beat. But uh, you legendary you know, man. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't exactly pain free. So, Ooh. yeah, I've I've kind I've gotten back to making sure I do Fridays because my nephew was murdered in April, unfortunately, and that kind of had me just stop what I was doing a little bit. Yeah. Then when I started thinking about like. He would get on your head, like, what you doing? You got to get out here and get it. You know, you're supposed to be doing all this. So I'm good. I'm saved. I'm, I'm with Jesus. Don't handle it. Yeah. And I started to slowly get back to where I am now with the grind. Yeah. It took And we were doing music. We were going to work on music together. I'm like, nah, just help raise them. So that was definitely a different experience, unfortunately. Yeah. But I finally kind of got back to now where, okay, I'm back grinding, be on LinkedIn, engaging people more, not just post what I'm doing and keep moving, but yeah. as a community, you know a lot of these people engage with them. Yeah. And stuff happens, unfortunately, but you do have to bounce back over time. Well, hopefully, uh, you know, we can. And, uh, you know, tragedy happens. We can't escape it. No. I'm and the reality is, is that we have to have, we have to make a choice. We have to choose to do what it takes to take the next step. Yeah. We can't always decide that it's, you know, and sometimes it takes a long time to heal. Um, you know, my oldest son committed suicide I'm and, uh, and it's really, you know, as a parent, it's really hard for that loss to, you know, not yeah. impact you. And it, and it does. And everybody, everybody works through it in a different way. Mm -hmm. And we have to show up 
for ourselves. We have to move forward through the grief. We have to, you know, find a way out and know that uh, life will never be the same. And that difference in our future has to be uh, something that we believe in, you know, like music. Uh, Like I mentioned, I created like 120 tracks last year just to kind of help my own mental, (laughs) my Mm -hmm. mental health wellness, you know, and it's like, there's nothing that we can do to change some things in our life, but we, we need to focus on what we can control, what we actually have the ability to overcome and then take steps in that direction. Yeah. That pray for my sister, brother-in-law is he was, he was like everybody kid. He was the first grandkid. And yeah, he, I saw that it really impacted everybody. Cause Oh, clear. He's over there. Like, okay. You know, yeah. something like that. That was everybody kid kind of that we yeah. knew before they started having family. But you do move to a new normal and it's still a process. When I work with music now, I still think about him. Yeah. He had talent for rapping, his dad could rap. So you definitely just gotta keep moving forward. And yeah. speaking of music, is that your escape as well? I know that's mine. That's my escape, yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, it's, uh, I'm not a singer, uh, per se. I've, I've had, you know, my opportunity to belt, belt out a tune once in a while. You want part of the talk, man? How, 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 how. Yeah. Thanks, Tom. Uh, appreciate it. But, uh, yes, uh, thank you, Tim. I really appreciate it. Uh, the reality is, is that it's, it's very therapeutic. Uh, even oh. if I'm just noodling in the studio, you know, and just coming up, like I'll go out, uh, at different times and I'll do, I'll do samples, you know, I'll, I'll go out and you'll record things and okay. just sample them and create this is something out of it. And just the process of creating the creative process is, is what I, what I love. And my goal, I'll tell you my goal, Jeffrey, is, okay. is when I'm 70, I want to be up there uh, doing a – I used to do dubstep in uh, – I used to have dubstep concerts in uh, Houston and okay. do a DJ. You know, and, and so I do live shows. And, and so my goal is when I'm 70, I want to go back and do some more live shows. It's like it would be, uh, be like uh, you know the, the old guy on, on the set. So oh, okay. Yeah. My goal is to have a greatest hits album. Awesome. When I'm, when I'm dead and gone. They playing my greatest hits. Now oh, that's beautiful. What instrument for you? Like you play it, it just take you to a different place. For me, it's playing the piano. I start playing that. I'm just in a whole different vibe. Uh, mine's the mine's the computer. Okay. Yeah. All, all of my stuff is more like uh, ambient commuter, com- computer music. Um uh, okay beats you know i'm into the rhythm uh and i want to i want to expand on that um and that's what i've produced so far you know it's and uh uh you can go listen to it on tunefarmer.com and uh it's really it's it's out there and i've actually collaborated with some other people and i'd like to i'd like to produce some other tracks with other people and uh and it's and it's a matter of 
taking the time to dedicate to learning the craft and improving the craft. And yeah. I started in pro tools years ago and, uh, you know, I'm Ableton live now. And so, you know, creating something is, uh, yeah, that's what I want to get better at. Sorry, it's not know. as difficult as it used to be. So, mm -hmm. uh, but live music was my first, you know, playing live in, in front of a crowd is, has always been just, something i've always loved to do i look forward and, to that yeah sounds so. scary but i still look forward to it yeah exactly <laughs> if you know looking at you like that's jeff up there yeah but when, when people see your music back to you that gotta be yeah i remember i went to a brian Knight concert in detroit years ago in the winter and i think it was anytime and when they got to the chorus he had stopped and just point the mic out like i was blown away like wow this whole crowd know the chorus yeah, be real cool. Yeah, think back to it. It's it's amazing, but that's that goes back to the idea that you know you got to show up mm -hmm. to to stand out, and it's not necessarily that you're standing out to be an ego trip, mm -hmm. as much as it is to be a um, incentive or an inspiration for other people to do the same thing. And that's yeah. what live streaming is to me. It's, it's the, it's the inspiration that other people could, anyone can do this. If I can do this, you can do this. Yeah. Music, if you have baby, something to say, you need to say it. Yeah. For music, Babyface is my role model. And I guess podcast is watching all of the sports shows. You know how like, well, that's pretty much they don't podcast. I can do that. Yeah. Now I ain't know about this angle. When you're interviewing people, I ain't I ain't think that far ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but it's pretty cool because you meet extraordinary people and learn about their life and what yeah. got them to where they are, where they're doing incredible things. Yeah. All right. Last question. What what advice do you have for someone trying to find their purpose? Find their purpose. Okay. Uh, I've shared this many times. Uh mm -hmm. And it's really, it's really important that you stay curious okay. because there's a lot of things, there's a lot of jobs that I've had that yeah. I wouldn't necessarily recommend. However, those are jobs that somebody might enjoy. Some people love what they do and, you know, checking the, off the list of things that you don't want to do helps you narrow it down. There's a lot of people that don't find what they're passionate about because mm -hmm. they don't experiment enough. So you really have to take the time to, to go out and experience life. And you may like it for a little while. And then after a while, it may be that, uh, Hey, it's time to do something else. You know, I've been very fortunate to be able to do a lot of different things in my life. And, uh, you know, farmer's market to firefighter, you know, that's, that's pretty broad range and, and having the opportunities out there to, to experience life like that, mm -hmm. you know, you have to actually participate in your own life you have to go out and do something, you know, you can't read, you can't read about it or you can't watch it on YouTube and not experience it. If you see something you're curious about, find somebody that's doing it, you know, go out and, see what it's like 
and ask questions. What is this like to do it every day for a year? <laughs> you know, it's and it's more about finding joy in the moment. It's more about finding happiness with what you have and gratitude for what you have. Because when it really comes down to it, we don't need a lot to live. We just yeah. think we need a lot to live. And if, if you can actually enjoy what you have and appreciate the things, you know, you can live very minimally and very happily. And, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, a, a quick story here is the, the idea that, uh, you know, I worked really hard at one point in my life to build a career, have all the things, all the stuff. And my dream became a nightmare because it was a burden and it was so much stress. And I was commuting, I was traveling, I was working, you know, 120 hours a week. I was just, it was insane. Mm -hmm. And the reality is, is that sometimes what we think we want isn't actually what we want. True. It just looks like going, going out and experimenting and finding out what you enjoy doing just naturally. Uh, if you can find something you love to do, it never becomes work. That's true. Yeah. That's a great advice. story. Well, I I definitely want to thank the musician, fellow musician, live stream production specialist, owner, CEO of the Pirate Syndicate podcast, Russ Johns, for this very engaging, enlightening conversation. And you've done a lot of jobs, my brother. <laughs> I heard that firefighter MT in there like he, he, he did the world. I see what you talking about. He got out there. Yeah, it's it's been a it's I, I'm very blessed, Jeffrey. I'm very blessed, and and so if I can give it back, more than happy to have a conversation. You can always go to LinkedIn, find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, uh, book Russ if you want to you want to start a call or start a conversation or just touch base and and ask questions more than happy to connect with you. Anyone look you up on Facebook myself. There you go. Until the next time, my brother, you have a great weekend. I get you a copy of the episode. I'm done doing everything. This was another great one. It's been a pleasure. Gratitude for your time. Thank you. Have a good one. Good night, everybody. Can nothing stop me?